Hello, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to episode four of Smoke the Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining in and uh, staying loyal and listening to our podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, this is going to be our, um, you know, Christmas time uh, episode here. Uh, so we got some pretty fun Merry topics Christmas. in store. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what are we smoking today? The cigars are already lit. Yes. So we got the, uh, VSOP or VSOP vintage reserve. These are a Maduro, by the way. Um, our whiskey today is going to be Jameson, uh, gold reserve. Oh, nice. It's a pretty good one Only, uh, for special occasions. <laughs> for <laughs> and Christmas our, occasions. Yeah, our firearms <laughs> topic today is going to be, um, Chris, Christmas gifts. Uh, or gifts in general for uh, the gun owners out there, the gun owners in your life. Yeah, that's a great, great topic, especially considering the holidays. It's always hard to find gifts for people, so it's uh, we got some great, great ideas for you. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, variety from you know <laughs> uh, cheap stuff, uh, well, inexpensive things, I should say, <laughs> uh, all the way up to a very expensive <laughs> gift idea. So we, we it'll be exciting to kind of go through all of this. All right, so um, let's get into this. Um, let's get into the cigar. Yeah, so the cigar, again, is a VSOP or VSOP Vintage Reserve. Um, so I'm just going to read you a little bit of what we what we researched on the VSOP. So the VSOP Torpedo Maduro is a premium handmade cigar with a delicious combination of flavors and aromas. The flavors of the VSOP Maduro cigars are heightened, uh, by the zest and subtleties of a unique premium Indonesian leaf uh, that wraps choice quality Dominican long filler and binder. Uh, all the leaves used in the fine cigars have been carefully and patiently put through an aging process that ensures quality. Once the leaves have been selected for their quality and appearance, they are left to age for three years in a climate-controlled barn when it comes out of that barn the tobacco is transformed to generate smoother complex flavors that result in a premium cigar smoking experience despite the top shelf taste the price for these vsop cigars is a fair deal to even the pickiest cigar lovers so that was that was quite a bit uh, of a description uh -huh. To give you an idea, though, Maduros typically, for those of us, or for those of our listeners that don't smoke too often, Maduros are generally considered a darker wrapped cigar. Now, it doesn't always mean that it's a strong cigar. It just generally means that the, the tobacco is a much darker color. Um, oftentimes, these are considered very dark but very smooth cigars, which is funny because we're typically associating smoothness with Connecticut wrapped cigars. Um, in this case... Um, this is probably going to be fairly smooth, but then we also obviously read about some of the zest. So I, I have a feeling these are going to get a little, um, maybe spicier, going to have a little bit more of a bite than what we're used to. And it may be a little more potent than what we're used to. These are considered more of a medium bodied smoke. Well, uh, I'm about halfway through the first third already. Um, the ash is a nice white color. Um, burning a pretty straight line. Um, uh, we had a little bit of an issue with the lighter, so <laughs> yeah. you know I didn't have the cleanest of lights, and it's still it's still holding pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
as far as the flavor goes, um, I definitely taste the spice. Um, not too, too bad, though. Um, you know, as uh, I've said before, I'm not as sophisticated as a cigar smoker as a lot of people, but, um, you know, I could taste the difference between this and uh, a Connecticut. Um, you know, it does taste a little more full-bodied, even though yeah. I think this is more of like a medium-bodied. Yep. Um, it it's, uh, has more body than than a, your typical Connecticut, you know. Yeah, uh, I can yeah. tell that for sure. Yeah. So what I'm noticing on mine is that I've got a pretty sharp edge on here. Um, again, despite the um, the poor lighting um, ability uh, that we had with this this lighter here, um, the flavor on it is it's definitely fuller. There's a little more spice to it, but it's not peppery. Like I'm not getting a burn off of it. No. Um, it is still very, very smooth for being a dark or a full-bodied cigar. I was not expecting the smoke to come out of here that smooth. In fact, I was almost, I mean, we'll see how it goes further on, but I was almost worried that this would be very strong right off the uh-huh. gate. Well, you know, I'm not sure if it's just the color, um, you know, the dark uh, chocolate-looking color, but it does uh, give me kind of a chocolate flavor. Yeah, yeah, um, it does. It's, and like I said, that could be in my head because of the color of the cigar, but um, that that's primarily what I'm tasting right now. Yeah, the nice thing off of this is the draw, really, really good. Uh, I have no issues with my draw, and I, I think obviously I, I cut it well as, you know. And this is a torpedo, a correct? Yes. So this is a torpedo. So again, it kind of gives you the option to have either a thinner or a, or a larger draw. Um, the other thing too is uh, this, there's quite a bit of smoke coming off of this and I, I really, really, uh, I really like it actually. It's, I was not expecting the volume of smoke. Mm, Yeah. I'm enjoying this so far. So, um, one other thing that I'd like to note because this is our Christmas, uh, episode or our Christmas special and because we are doing some more, um, like reserve or a little bit higher end special occasion, um, cigar and whiskey, uh, there is a unique fact about this particular cigar. Um, actually, these particular cigars. So these two cigars um, were passed down to me by my grandfather in 2009. So almost 10 years ago. They've been in my humidor and they've been well cared for. They have been well cared um, for. I will say that, that these are in very good shape. Extreme, probably, to be honest, in better shape than I received them. Yeah. Um, and they were actually a gift to my grandfather, our grandfather, sorry, our grandfather. We have the same grandfather. Um, they were a gift to our grandfather from the late, um, but the great gunnery Sergeant R. Lee Ermey. For those of you who are not familiar with gunnery Sergeant R. Lee Ermey, he is most famously known for being the drill sergeant featured in the movie Full Metal Jacket as well as the Green Army Man on all of the Toy Story movies. And uh, he also had a very popular show on History Channel called Mail Call. And he's been in a bunch of other um, shows and and movies. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, so he's a a pretty popular guy um, as far as the uh, movie and military community um, is uh, concerned and also a big fan of Glock firearms. I think he, he was sponsored by them for a while. Yes, actually, my grandfather gave me a coin uh, that he had given him, uh, that uh, Lee Ermey had given uh, my grandfather, uh, the Glock. That's Glock awesome. Coin. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. So we are literally smoking Gunnery Sergeant Lee Ermey cigars. <laughs> and these are, uh, from what my grandfather said, these are what he 
preferred to smoke on the golf on course. the golf course yeah. uh, which is how my grandfather knew him um so yeah a little fun fact yeah um, yeah uh so let's move on to the whiskey sounds great all right so we're doing jameson gold reserve and um we'll go ahead and do the pour and i'll uh read you uh some descriptions uh well description that i pulled from uh the whiskey um I believe this is discontinued uh, from Jameson. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's a little fun fact there. Perfect pour there. I'll have about the same. Thank you. All right. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's get this on the nose real quick. According to uh, whiskeyexchange.com, on the nose, very appealing aromas of sweet spice, toasty oak, and dried fruit. I'm smelling the dried fruit. I smell the dried fruit. I'm not a really lot. getting much else out of that. Um, yes, dried fruit, yeah. 100% for me. Uh, yeah. On the palate, lovely palate weight and mouthful, mouth sorry, or mouthfeel, I'm sorry. Uh, subtle fruitcake spices are joined by honeyed fruit and spicy oak. Very Moorish. Moorish. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> okay, we'll have to look that up later. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the finish is a good balance with the fruit, oak, and spice intermingling beautifully. All um, right. You know, but so based off of that, let's see, uh, let's see what we taste. All right. Oh, that's good. Oh, this is very good. Um, a lot of flavor in these things. Wow. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is a little more of a uh, higher end, well, at least for, for us anyway. I mean, I'm, it's not a high end uh, by any means, but um, this uh, was on, I, I think I saw this on Total Wine for $90 for the bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, a five-star review, um, and it is discontinued. Okay. Okay. Well, I, it, I mean, it's it's delicious. You definitely... Um, taste uh, to me all I'm tasting in that is a, like dried fruit it's it's quite it's the aroma and the taste of fruit in that is spot on which is weird because I don't ever think of whiskey as being fruity or having like a yeah for for me I don't know I, I feel like um, uh, the fruit is mostly in the aroma um, again I still smell smell the dried fruit uh, but I taste the spice it's uh, it's very good yeah, uh, a lot of flavor, and like I said, you know, I'm not a uh, <laughs> a connoisseur of uh, fine whiskey. I just like to drink. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm really enjoying this. It's really smooth, no burn at all going down. Yeah, um, and you know, it's it's what I would expect from a ninety dollar bottle of whiskey for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I I would be pleased. Uh, you know, if I were to buy that, that definitely is not disappointing at all. I I like it. It's good. It's really good. All right, so on to the day's topic. Um, Christmas gifts for the gum, for the gun owner, um, you know, for hunters or anybody who's involved in uh, firearms. Um, uh, you know, like anything else, um, a gift has to be tailored to the person. Right, yeah. You know, what do they need? What do they do? Um, you know, so... Um, Go ahead. What do you, what do you think? Well, I, you know, you're right. I think it's, you know, you always hear that phrase, well, it's the thought that counts, you know, when it comes to a gift. And, and I think for the, it's hard sometimes for someone who maybe, uh, 
you know, is into shooting sports because it's it, it can be very particular, just like any other sport. I mean, uh-huh. sometimes it's like, what would you get someone who plays golf or um, some of these other sports if you're not familiar with it? And so obviously that's kind of what we're here for. But we're also, um, you know, we, uh, we're cousins, so we, we exchange gifts and stuff. And it's always, it's always sometimes... Um, Again, more about the actual thought behind the gift than than about the gift itself. And so I think, uh, you know, kind of going through some of these, it's going to give you guys some great ideas. And and we've got some great ideas and we can share uh, some of the gifts that we've gotten received and and some of the gifts we've given too as well um, that have gone over well and some that haven't gone over so great. So a little something (laughs) that I think is unique uh, to the guns, guns as a hobby. Yeah. Um, unlike other hobbies, um, I'm very picky, you know, I, I, you know, for example, I'm a guitar player. Um, and I know like guitar picks are cheap, uh, but I only use one kind of guitar pick and that's it. Um, I only use certain strings and, uh, things like that, um, are different from guns because there's a lot of things that you can buy, uh, a gun person, um, that they would like, you know, cause there's right. so much, there's so many different things that you can, yeah. you can do, you know, it's different from other hobbies where you, you shouldn't be afraid to buy somebody something. Right. Um, just because you don't know what they would like or, yeah. you know, uh, those Absolutely. types of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's one of those things where in this particular case, um, you know, I, I think, um, having the option to, uh, kind of, kind of really just have a lot to pick and choose from and a lot of things that um you can kind of kind of go one way or the other without without like you said getting getting that one thing that you you know you have the same type of pick that essentially you use the the same you know every time no one's going to know that except you or someone who's very close to you with with guns yeah you have the freedom to to get a lot of different things so that actually leads me kind of into our first point is what is a really good like casual or even just like um, cheap, not in the sense of cheap material, but just something that you could like a quick and easy gift that you could get yeah, for inexpensive. someone who's in, into guns. Yeah. Um, inexpensive and, and, and just, you know, kind of a, a quick, easy, casual gift. And some of the things that we thought of, um, right off the top of the, you know, top of the head is, um, range bags, cleaning kits, and tools. Those are must-haves for any gun owner whether you own um you know a a wide variety of guns or whatever it might be you can always use a range bag you can always use cleaning kits and tools um, to work on your guns Um, those are things that wear out over time so even if you know they have uh, someone it's someone who has a brand new cleaning kit and a range bag i mean you you always have too much gear and you need places to store it yes you can never go wrong cleaning kits wear out you always are going to need extra parts and pieces i think my cleaning kit is actually made up of like four or five different cleaning kits all combined kind of into one toolbox you know yeah that's pretty much what happens um you use up all the uh degreaser and you know the uh you know all your little uh cleaning sprays and everything uh, your, uh, gun lube, all that, your, your bristle, uh, bristle or the bristles on your, uh, on the brushes start to wear yeah. out pretty quickly. And, and then you just start replacing that stuff and, right, and, you right. know, you buy another kit or you buy another can of whatever. Yeah. You before use. you know it, you have like a Frankenstein kit of, yeah. <laughs> like I said, four or five different kits all in one box. And, um, so yeah, those are, those are some things that you can really never go wrong with. If, if it's a guy who's into, uh, maybe building um ar-15s or anything on that platform i know there's a lot of really great tools 
that you can get um, hex specific hex wrenches and, and a uh, torque wrench and things like that. Obviously, that's a little more specific, but um, tools are always a great thing for any gun owner. Yeah, they have uh, mats for gun cleaning that you can uh, put your your guns on, and your, it makes your parts a lot easier to see. They're bright, you know, like green color. Um, there's a lot of different things that, uh, when it comes to tools yeah, um, that are very, very, very useful. Well, and there's some really great options on microfiber rags, cleaning yes. cloths, things like that. Um, a lot of the times people overlook that, um, and it's horrible when you run out of all that stuff or they're all greasy and oily and you mm -hmm. have to tear apart like an old T-shirt to try and, you know. And so it's really nice to have some actual nice stuff that you can devote to. Yeah, and, and to be honest, a lot of uh, shooters um, – you know they take a lot of good care of their guns but it, you know it, it's almost sometimes it's not something they spend a lot of money on right and um you know you're out buying ammo and you're out you know buying targets or you know paying for your range fees and stuff and uh it's kind of like goes down on the list of things to buy right. is uh, oh yeah i need to clean my guns after yeah. you get home and you're already tired and then you put it off yeah uh, you know if you have all that stuff with you it just makes it way easier it's like all right let's get the gun stripped and cleaned and um, get them all in the safe and right. you know ready for the next uh, uh, the next trip out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, another great thing that you can get anyone who's just kind of you know, and again, another casual or inexpensive gift are, are knives and flashlights. And this one is actually, I would say, a little more personal to to both Theodore and myself. We're both uh, collectors of of knives. Um, our mm -hmm. grandfather collected knives. Um, you know, anything from buck knives to multi-tools to pocket knives to um, fixed blades and lock blades. It's just, uh, you know, that was just something that we did. And same with flashlights, too. That's more Theodore's thing than mine. But Yeah, I'm a little bit of a um, flashlight nerd. But but it's typically that's what you see in the gun community. Guys that like firearms and love shooting and shooting sports always carry a good knife with them and generally have a good flashlight on them. Yeah, they're very important things. Um, and, you know, a good flashlight as uh and a good knife it's one of those things where um you know when they say you can never have enough of them yeah you know i have a flashlight that i carry on me every day um but you know if if i was to get another one like you know i can keep one in my in my car right uh you know you can keep one in a bag you know that uh you know like my everyday carry bag or yeah or whatever there's you know a thousand uses for something like that right yeah no so right now actually i i carry one with me every day there's one in all of our vehicles. Um, there's one pretty much in every room of our house, and it's just it's a it's an important thing to have. Yeah, people like underestimate uh, you know having a flashlight in like a first aid kit. Um, you know, uh, it's really important to be able to see what you know if somebody has a cut to clean it and right. You know. Um, right. It's always good to have a good light on you. Yeah. Well, and even during the daytime, too, if you're having to look in the action of a gun to see if there's something oh, yeah. hot in there or whatever. I mean, it might be bright outside, but you can't actually see inside, you know, some of these tight spaces. So mm -hmm. having something to light that up is really great. So those can range from very inexpensive, but also can be very, very expensive. So that's kind of a great little thing, depending on, you know, how much you need to spend on someone. And, and no no gun enthusiast, no, no shooting sports enthusiast or hunter is ever going to turn down a... A, a knife or a flashlight it's just, oh definitely it's, not yeah it's one of those things where it's like oh man that's awesome you know you always have a use for it so um next on the list would be uh pistol safes and storage um and this goes for you know um ammo as well so ammo storage ammo cans ammo mm -hmm. tins 
Um, but yeah, those the small little compact pistol safes are actually pretty reasonably priced yeah, very nowadays. Reasonably priced now, yeah. And it's a great gift to have, even if you already have one or two. I mean, you can put them throughout the house, and they're just they're really really great to have. Yeah, and ammo cans also are uh, one of those things that you can get for real cheap. Um, the other thing um, that a lot of gun owners can use is locks. Uh, yes. Different size locks, different kinds of locks. Yeah. Um, all the ammo cans come with little um, uh, holes so you can put a, a, a padlock on them. Right. Um, you know, and, and things like that come in handy, especially when you're trying to, uh, you know, keep little kids, children out of it and um, not, not to get in all your stuff. Right, yeah, and that's great. Uh, 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 trigger locks are always a good gift as well, too, for, for rifles, generally like the bolt-action rifles mm -hmm. and things that maybe you can't run um, cable locks through. Cable locks, I would say, are a great gift, but you have to buy so many of them in California now that, like, yes. I, have, I have more than I actually even have guns. Yeah, and, and um, it's, it's um, you know, in California, if you don't... Uh, yeah, you have to have purchased the cable lock within 30 days of the purchase of the right, firearm, right. so... You're gonna end up having to buy one another one anyway. So. Yeah, so that's one of those ones I say just stay away from cable locks. Um, another great gift that a lot of people don't think about uh, is a trauma kit. Uh, first aid kits are always great too, mm -hmm. but more importantly, a trauma kit or any any kind of trauma items, um, tourniquets, things like that, and and those can be very expensive. Um, and that's one of those things where you know when it is expensive. Um, you you, you kind of it's one of those things where i look at it as like yeah it's expensive but it's gonna save a life and that to me is is priceless so. yeah and the, but the thing is the whole thing's expensive if you want depending on what size kit you want and what you want it to do um, but individual components of it could be pretty cheap you know if you want to yes. just buy a tourniquet or you know something that's not uh um too expensive off the bat right um, you know just pieces uh, yeah can be helpful but piecing my trauma kit together was actually really that was a reasonable way to go rather yeah. than just buying it outright so but uh you know i've always subscribed to the philosophy that you know you're gonna carry or use something that can take a life then you might as well you have to have something that can save one Same. also yeah absolutely um it's to me that's just as important um especially in california where you know you can't carry a um a firearm everywhere yeah you know i can carry a trauma kit everywhere yes you know yeah. and, you can always have that on you and even if it's not um a shooting or anything you know stuff happens um you know where that can potentially save somebody's life Absolutely. or you know just buy a, buy them enough time to see a doctor or get to an emergency room or whatever right yeah that's that's a great kit um or a great tip i should say for for any outdoor enthusiast, whether yes. they're into um, shooting, hunting, fishing, even if it's just hiking, hiking yeah. yeah, it's always good to have. You never know when you're going to come across something where you're going to need a trauma kit. So, um, and then last but not least, kind of on the list of of, of inexpensive or casual gifts um, would be ammunition and or gift cards. And the reason why I group these two together is I always say. You know, for Christmas or birthdays, I want cash, gift cards, or ammunition. Because you know, they they always joke that ammunition is going to be the form of currency in the, <laughs> in the meltdown. You know, when the <laughs> when the world ends. But uh, so I always joke about that. But yeah, ammo is a great gift. Uh, ammo can be one of those ones where it can be really tough if you don't know the caliber size or the gauge or whatever it is that that you know that you need to purchase. But if it's something simple like nine millimeter or forty five, where you just you know it and it's easy that's always a really great gift no no shooting sports enthusiast is ever gonna go oh i really didn't want an extra box of ammo yeah the, that's that's true even um 
you know, people may be concerned about not knowing what type of ammo. I mean, just, you know, cheap ammo, um, you know, just target ammo is good because yes. it'll get shot. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to expect uh, a family member of mine to buy me, you know, the self-defense ammo I'm going to use. Um, that's gonna, that's a, something a little more personal. Right. Um, but I will, uh, I will use um, any kind of target ammo or, you know, cheaper ammo at the range. And that's where you get your practice in with. And um, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good gift uh, to, to give, you know, yeah. if, if, uh, if you know um, the kind of weapon, the kind of guns that they have, right. uh, the person you're buying for. Right. And like I said, when all else fails, just get them a gift card. That's <laughs> <laughs> always easy. You could pick out your own gift and, you know, it, it just makes things easier. Um, uh, it's not as personal, but you know, anyone would be happy to have one, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, uh, but that, that goes for anything. <laughs> it's definitely, it's, it's a good gift. People underestimate the uh, power of a gift of card. Gift cards. <laughs> I have to say, I, I love it when I get cash and gift cards. I do, too. I, I like to buy for myself. And, right, you right. Know, uh, I, I, you know, I, I maybe uh, got this from my mom. She's a, a bargain shopper, and I like to find a good, you know, good deals and price things out. And uh, it, with gift cards, you get to do that. Right, and it pains me to find out that someone spent, like, X amount on something that I knew was on sale the mm-hmm. week before or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Yeah, weird. especially us. We're kind of um, in the community to the, where we see good deals, and we're always kind of looking at, uh, you know, sending each other um links great like, hey, yeah this is a good this deal a check good it deal. out yeah you know, if you guys are in the market for this it's it's funny for as, as much as we we spend on everything we're actually very thrifty i would argue in comparison yeah you, you kind of have the to guys. be yeah yeah you really do if you want to do a wide variety of stuff in the in the shooting sports world so okay what about a different category uh you want to move on to let's say keepsakes yeah so this this one's this one's in my opinion, a really, really cool category. Mm-hmm. But the problem with this category is it's kind of limited. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, I mean, you know, your friend from college or high school is not going to bring you some family heirloom. I mean, so this mm-hmm. these these are typically reserved to um, more of a family purchaser or a special occasion purchase. But um, with keepsakes, it's great. I mean, you have family guns that have been passed down from generation to generation we have a lot in our family already mm-hmm. um any any heirlooms related to shooting sports and and that goes with you know same thing with hunting knives like i said our grandfather collected knives so he's got a lot of really really cool old knives that that they probably don't make anymore or don't very few of them exist and so um things like that are always really really great and extremely thoughtful gifts yes um, to give I'll give you an example. Um, my grandfather, for uh, my birthday one year, gave me a shotgun, the shotgun that I used to hunt. And, you know, that is very, very special to me um, because it is a keepsake. You know, it was his shotgun, and he used it. And, you know, the it's not just a shotgun. It has stories attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, another gift that the same grandfather gave me was uh, my first knife. He gave me a buck folding knife. Um, I believe he won it in a golf tournament because it has a little mural of a golfer on it. <laughs> and um, I remember I was 13, and um, he saw me. I was I was staring at it like, oh, look at that. It's cool. You know, you yeah. want a knife. And, uh, you know, he gave it to me. said, you know, I was finally old enough. And, um, yeah, that knife 
is in a different spot than every other knife that I've that I ever right. owned. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was the same same grandfather um, on my high school graduation gave me a uh, Remington seven hundred chambered in a two seventy for deer hunting and a gun that he had used and and had some stories. Uh, behind it, which was very, very meaningful to me. Um, I've been the recipient of a couple knives from him as well. Um, something that's not necessarily a, uh, a a gun or a firearm that he's given me that I've taken very, very uh, great care of. Two things are his uh, military web gear, which we talked about in the, the oh, yeah. dove hunting episode. That um, you know, I I carry that. That's my that's my rig. That's what I carry to hunt with. That's what he carried to hunt with, and so that's it's there's no rig that will ever be as good as that i mean you could get as high tech as you want but to me that's that's always going to be the best rig Mm -hmm. i own the other thing were his uh cowboy hats and although it's not a shooting or or firearm or hunting related to me that's kind of i could put that in the same category because i've worn them out while you know doing some of these things. oh yeah most definitely and and uh, you know that should give you an idea of of, uh, you know, you can only get keepsakes from certain people in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that's not something that, uh, you know, somebody can buy you or, you know, right. that's, that's, uh, something that has to be passed down that has right. history. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it's very important to you, your family, everybody. Well, and on that, actually on uh, another great, two great keepsakes I, I received was from another uncle on, on, on the other side of my family. And, um, n- the one that he gave me that just still blows my mind is a Lee Enfield um, British World War II era rifle, um, <laughs> yeah. and that was an amazing gift to receive. I was I was young at the time, really really interested in World War II history, and and as we go and record more episodes, you'll probably learn that I'm a huge uh, military uh, weapons buff, but just a, a World War II buff in general, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just something I really love and appreciate. And so that was a really great gift um, from him, and, and that was passed down. Something that wasn't passed down, but to me is now a, an amazing keepsake, was a limited edition uh, Bowie knife um, that he gave me when I, I got the rank of Eagle Scout. And so, um, again, not not anything that he owned or carried or, or used, but it's something that um, to me has a, a large uh, sentimental value and um, actually has a lot of practical use as well. So uh-huh. I've carried it on almost every backpacking trip I've ever been on. So yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Those are some great, great gifts, great ideas um, for, you know, for any family members that, that you think would, would appreciate, you know, something that maybe you, you've inherited or, or have used over the years. Okay. Let's move on to, you know, if you're a father, and you're trying to buy your son a gift. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, what are some good ideas um, to maybe introduce a really young child into uh, shooting sports and safety and, uh, you know, or maybe your son's a little older and you want to get him his first gun? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've talked about first gun purchases uh, previously, so we won't go too uh, in-depth with that. But Right, right. Um, well, I know we were both actually talking about it before we recorded this, and... Um, I thought it was kind of funny, um, but I, we both kind of brought up that we had had toy guns as kids and, and were taught by our fathers, um, by our uncles, by our grandfathers, how to properly handle these guns. And so a Nerf gun or a dart gun or any, you know, just a toy gun that you can teach 
um, a young kid how to load, how to keep it pointed in a safe direction, teach him the fundamentals of shooting. I know it sounds corny, um, a bright orange and yellow plastic toy gun, but it's really a great way to introduce young kids into shooting sports without having the risk of danger of let's say, you know, a 22 or something mm-hmm. of that, that nature. Yeah. And, you know, not even having the, uh, uh, the fear that a child may feel, uh, you know, or nervousness, right. You know, that's, it's, uh, it's something, and, and even though it is a toy to get them to understand that, um, weapon, they're not, they're not toys, you know, and to always be safe, even if it is something that is, uh, manufactured as a toy, right. right. You know, um, to always have respect for it. Uh, you know, we were all taught that at a young age. Um, yeah, I think another great one, one that I received from the same uncle who got me the uh, the Bowie knife and the, the Enfield rifle, um, w- which was very, very, very impressionable on, on um, me as a young kid, was he got me a Red Ryder BB gun, <laughs> which if we're, this is a Christmas episode, there's nothing more <laughs> Christmas um, story related than a, than a Red Ryder uh carbine action 200 shot range model rifle and that to me was just the coolest gift i could have you know gotten at that age and so a bb gun or a pellet gun is is a really great gift uh i think you know um i don't know about you or how old you were if you you know started out shooting bb guns or anything like that um i never actually we never i never started out uh, shooting bb guns it was pellet guns okay um which and you know, I never owned, I never had one, but it was going to my grandpa's house, and uh, we would all. That was always one of the first things we wanted to do was shoot pellet guns. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we would line up cans and do yeah. all that stuff, and you know, we had to, the the lecture before we went out there and <laughs> and did it about gun safety, and you know, my grandpa would would show me his hand and say, hey, you know, if you're gonna mess around, then you're gonna get one of these across the face." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, being young, I used to think, man, that would not be fun. <laughs> So we always uh, practice good gun safety, and that's kind of where I learned, um, uh, you know, how to how to handle a, a gun safe safely. Yeah, yeah. And then for you know uh, parents that have uh, kids or aunts and uncles that have nephews and nieces that are at the age where you know they feel that they are responsible enough to have a, an actual firearm. Um, we've talked about this before, but one of the best firearms. Um, to start with would be either a 22 or if they're a little older and maybe have some experience as a 12 gauge there's nothing more satisfying as a kid than having a 22 or or a 12 gauge given to you kind of as like hey here you go this is this is passed down you know yeah and that's uh that's pretty awesome <laughs> yeah that's a great feeling yeah it really is all right so what about um uh wives to husbands husbands to wives significant others uh what what's what are some good uh christmas gifts so you know i I always call these the special occasion firearms uh my wife uh she's amazing she got me a uh, a revolver when we when we first got married and and i I love that thing it's a 357 it was just it was so great and then you know it's it's kind of funny you know everyone's different and every marriage and every relationship's going to be different but um you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of really cool guns, and I mean, you could get someone an XD, or you could get them a Glock, or you could get them, you know, something like that. But generally, when when I think of these special occasion kind of firearms, I always think of guns that maybe I might not go out and just buy myself. Something that's maybe a little more rare or less mainstream. Something that's definitely going to be more of a 
a keepsake or even um, <laughs> a safe queen, as we like to joke around, where it's it's going to really be kept in high regard, like some of the heirloom um, guns that you might receive. Yeah. Um, and so then for actually just recently for our five year anniversary, she got me a 44 Magnum revolver. So that was uh, a really, really great gift. And it's pretty nice. Um, have I seen it? Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful gun. And again, that's one that I'll maybe take out and shoot a little bit, but probably not one I'll carry all that often. It's just, it's too beautiful of a gun. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, those types of guns would be like your more higher end, uh, maybe 1911s, your revolvers. I, I, think more classic style guns when i think right, of that right uh lever actions yes um you know uh, over unders or yeah. you know um side by sides uh shotguns and um, keeping in the theme of that the keepsake idea i mean when my wife purchases a gun for me and gives it to me as a gift and you know and that's you know that special kind of bond or that item between the two of us i envision myself giving that to one of my children mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that that's that's kind of my intention for those types of gifts is I want them to know this was something between your mother and I and, you know, when you get old enough, this is, you know, going to be yours or something that I could give maybe my son on his wedding day or something like that. And so, yeah, that, that's uh, that's kind of the idea of those. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's just gifts. like a, a, a ring as a, as a woman might pass her wedding ring down to her daughter or something of that nature. It's it's kind of the same idea. And, and so, yeah, those are definitely very, very thought out. However... There are some great gifts that a wife can buy for a husband or a husband for a wife, just depending on who the shooting sports enthusiast (laughs) is in the home. And those we like to call the convenience items or convenience gifts. And these are things we were joking. These are the things that the husband will walk out of the house with and totally forget. And I've done this probably a multitude of times now. And so these are great gifts that you can literally just um, buy for your husband because I guarantee you if he's anything like me, he's going to forget everything. So those are things like hand warmers, bug spray, sunscreen, chapstick, um, eyes and ear protection and and just, you know, the common things. Those of you that listen to the dove opener will know how important bug spray is. Very important bug spray is. We all forgot bug spray. Every single one of us. And, um, you know, those are, those are things that you can use. Um, just, buy it throw it in a uh, uh in the hunting pack and and just leave that there and don't ever touch it and um till you go <laughs> right on that note too and that's something that um you know i think is a really great kind of gift is is you know like beef jerky trail mix things of that nature especially some of the more artisan um style maybe the higher end or like big game jerky things that you know maybe a man might not go out and buy for himself because it's a yeah little, a little on the pricier side yeah but. because you know for me going out if i when i go out hunting you know i'm living off of uh quest bars and you know <laughs> almonds yeah, yeah protein <laughs> yeah protein, protein bars and bars almonds. and almonds and you know just whatever <laughs> you, you know. can find so having something a little nicer than that to take with you is always a, a really nice treat yeah, and the, those are awesome. And you know, like uh, uh, earplugs are always good. Yes, and, um, gloves. Gloves. Um, yeah, even a scarf. When, if, depending on where you're at, I mean, here in California, it doesn't generally get that cold. But but you know, hunting seasons typically in the winter. In the winter time, yeah. You know, beanies are always good. And, yeah, yeah. Um, thing things like that. Yeah. can be very helpful. Yeah. Thermals uh, or uh, uh, thermos, hydroflasks, 
things to keep your drinks warm uh. or cold and you know just just little things here and there like that the the items that the everyday man is going to walk out the door and totally forget until he needs it yes <laughs> yes let the, let them know you have his back <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah those are some great great gifts or her back depending on, on <laughs> depending who's the hunter on, the yeah who's the hunter <laughs> um okay so to going uh leading into our next hunters what do you buy hunters um for christmas so this one's gonna be kind of kind of cool just because theodore and i have traded quite a few of these gifts mm -hmm. already um one of the greatest things that that he and i have gotten one another is is calls so yes. game calls um those are super important we didn't realize how important they really are um when you're hunting upland game uh we just assume you know you go out find them and shoot them and that is not the case at all. <laughs> <laughs> Calls are, are very helpful. Um, and they're one of those uh, items that, you know, if I went shopping for my own calls, I'd drop a lot of money at one time, you know, and it's, it's, it's awesome to get a call as a gift because you're like, okay, cool. You know, it, it, it's almost one of those last things you buy yourself. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool to, to receive it as a gift because, you know, it's kind of, like, oh, okay. You know, now, now I have my own here and, right. you know, when we first started hunting, uh, we were using Ryan's dad's calls for the most part. <laughs> he was yeah. the only one that had calls. <laughs> yeah. And so, Hey, can we borrow your calls? We're going to go yeah. this way or go that way. And, and then once we'd separate a little bit, then whoever had the call is kind of the only one that's getting callbacks and <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it was really important that Christmas that everyone needs. So it was kind of like, a thing in our family where every man who had been on a hunting trip with with all of us we all just kind of bought each other calls i think i got every single call that i needed that that christmas <laughs> yeah and and calls are one of those things where um different calls may work better um right. than others so you know if you have a couple different brands the same uh the same style of call you know it, um, it might be useful um where you know like a pack or something that you're going to carry all the time like as uh that's something more personal that the hunter should purchase himself right um uh calls are just they're they're awesome because yeah you know it it could they can always be of use even um even if you already have one you know the same one you know things break and yeah you know it's uh oh yeah really really good uh gift to give well especially for the type that we type of hunting that we do with the upland game all the hiking and stuff i my calls have gotten pretty beat up already um, but that's just because you know you're moving around and you're you're running and hiking and everything. So yeah, those those are always great. Another great thing, in in my opinion, um, we mentioned backpacks are personal, but one great pack item that you could get um, any any upland game hunter, any small game hunter, or even a big game hunter, and they they come in all different shapes and sizes, are game bags. Um, or in our case with Upland, um, or shotgun uh, enthusiasts would be, you know, like shell pouches, things like mm -hmm. that. You can never have too many. And, and even in our case, we find oftentimes that we'll go out and we have all of our gear and we'll take friends out to the range that have no way <laughs> to carry nothing, their yeah. shells. And so they got their pockets full of shells and everything else. And, and so it's, uh, to me, I'd rather have an extra, uh, shell pouch or two, cause I'm always going to the range with people that don't shoot regularly yeah the first time i went to the skeet range i was so glad i wore cargo shorts yeah because that's where all my uh, shells went in my cargo shorts and uh my shorts were sagging down to one side because they were so heavy with the uh, 25 shells right yeah and so that's great you know again with big game hunters um you know that for them they use those uh 
you know, sp- specific, uh, those special cloth bags to, oh, yeah. to they're, and they're, you know, they're not generally not reusable. I mean, you just put the meat in them and then they're, when they're done, they're done. So, um, that's always a really good, um, good uh, purchase. As another well. super useful tool, uh, for hunters, uh, well, m- mainly bird hunters or small game hunters is, um, shears. Yes. Um, uh, you know, for cutting off wings and, uh, things like that. It makes it a lot easier to yeah. uh, clean your game when uh with a, with a pair of shears um it's even more useful than a knife yeah <laughs> in my opinion yeah uh maybe for a bigger game the knife's a lot more useful but um for a small game it's uh the shears come in big yeah you know they uh they're extremely helpful yep yeah they're very very helpful um and, and in all honesty any kind of skinning tool is always going to be welcomed for a hunter um, those blades, uh, as sharp as you can keep them and as much as you sharpen them, um, guys are having to change out their, their skinning tools all the time just to keep things, uh, you know, sharp and keep things well-maintained. And they dull very quickly, too, so it's always yes. good to have extra sets with uh, yeah. Sharpening. Um, sharpening tools are yeah, always sharpening good, too. Yeah, sharpening tools are really yeah, good. Yeah, um, The other thing is books. Uh, books are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I've gotten a, a book from Ryan as a Christmas present. Um, and you know, books on hunting are one of those things you can just flip through all the time. Oh yeah. You know, you just leave it out and, you know, you just flip through it and, um, you know, you can pick up something every time. Um, you know, I have, uh, I've been to my grandfather's house and he's just has like bird books and that's another one. You just sit there and you, you flip through it and even in non game birds, it's just interesting to see what you're going to see out there. Right. Um, uh, th- those are really, really awesome gifts. Uh, most people that hunt uh, birds, um, well, at least the, the ones that I know, are 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 interested by birds. And you know, you go yeah. and you'll, you you see a bird that's not even huntable, and you're like, oh, cool! I saw an osprey, or you know, yeah. I saw a, a certain kind of uh, eagle or a certain kind of hawk, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's great. Well, and then too, one of the things is learning some of those non-game birds what they target you know you have the sparrow hawks and things like that 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 specifically target um some of the same uh some of the same game that we're hunting and so it's great to know their patterns because you know hey if you're seeing them the birds that you're hunting are probably in the area Mm -hmm. as well and so that's always good um along with books i know the book that i got you was not only just a hunting book but it had a cookbook and a lot of recipes and recipes and for uh, some of the newer hunters, I know for me, I, I constantly struggle with how in the world am I going to cook this? I mean, I have my go-to recipes, mm-hmm. but sometimes you want to try something new. And so oh, it's yeah, really awesome. nice to know, oh, I can cook quail this way. I can cook a rabbit that way or, you know, however. Um, so it's really nice to see how other people cook or to have something to reference, you know, rather than just going, okay, I'm going to just throw this in the you know on the barbecue or the smoker and you know that's that's all i know how to do (laughs) yeah uh books of all kinds are are great are are awesome any information maps are great too if if you know the general area where um where someone's going to be hunting honestly even just road maps of of um you know greater areas of of the the greater local area of some of the the blm land or just some of the wilderness because oftentimes you know, even with technology, you can't always rely on GPS is to give you um, the right spot. Sometimes you're going to run out of battery, things like that. It's mm-hmm. always good, in my opinion, to carry a map and compass wherever yeah, you go. Yeah, 100%. Um, having a paper or physical map, 
even if you don't use it, it's good to have. It's really good to have because it, uh, you know, it, it, it's always fun just to, to lay the map out and to have everybody look, uh, look at it where, you know, if you're trying to do that on your phone um, and have three guys kind of <laughs> plan huddled something, around. <laughs> uh, huddle around your phone, it, it's, it's, it's a little tough. Yeah. And, um, you know, at least to get the general area or the general uh, landscape, you right. know, and uh, kind of understand what you want to do or where certain roads go and it makes it really helpful. Yeah. Coming from a, a Boy Scout background too, an Eagle, Eagle Scout kind of thing, uh, I'm very, very influenced by their, the 10 essentials and they tell you to carry all these different things. And, and one of those is, is a map and compass. And mm-hmm. even if I don't have a map, I always have a compass with me. Um, personally, I know how to navigate without a compass, but most hunters don't know how to do that. And so even if it's something as simple as knowing where Magnetic North is, it might be able to get you out of a really rough situation. Yeah, and being, um, I mean, my experience is mostly quail, chucker, um, you know, you got to follow the birds and and they they can take you pretty far, (laughs) Um, especially if you hear some calls and, you know, you can can really go off the road for quite a bit following these things. Yeah. That's always a good idea to have. And maps are one of those things that are super lightweight, you know, you're not going to add an extra pound to your pack by carrying a map, you know, it's something, something simple that you can carry along with you yes um another good thing for hunters in my opinion uh um is first aid yeah uh first aid's a big one um especially if you're gonna be out for multiple days um and that's on top of your trauma kit yes yeah (laughs) this is just you know regular regular old first aid first aid i always say even with first aid to carry um some over-the-counter medication, uh-huh. Advil, Tylenol, things like that. Something that if you were caught out there or you suffered an injury, something that could get you through um, 48 30, you know, or more hours. Um, another great thing to add with a first aid kit would be uh, a lighter. Um, some yes. kind of a, a lighter, um, and that's always a great gift. I, yeah, I, first aid, survival stuff. Yeah, just any kind of survival stuff is, is always good. You know, um, and if uh, they have dogs, any, anything that... Uh, can uh first aid for the dogs you know little bowls for uh water, water. um a, a lot of those things come in handy too packs, can never have enough packs for dogs are yeah. always good the little um saddle packs for the dogs and yeah you you just you can never be too prepared and so that's kind of the great thing about i feel like hunters are a little easier to buy gifts for than maybe just the regular shooting sport enthusiast yes because there's so many accessories you can get oh for yeah hunting. <laughs> absolutely and and to be honest you know there might be times where you go i'm not going to need this this and that but there's going to be a day where you're going to go you know what this would this would have been perfect had i had it um and so that's why i always say the more gear the better um i know i think my dad carries a camp stove in his mm-hmm. truck with fuel and uh wa- i know i carry water purification tablets uh, yes. or a life straw with me everywhere i go and so um those are also really great gifts as well again that falls under first aid survival type stuff but yeah so just you know a matter of uh, preparation <laughs> yeah yeah so all, all that's uh extremely helpful yeah i mean even if you want to get into uh you know like emergency food you yes. know those uh like my dad carries that with him. Yeah, too. I mean, really helpful. The the really high calorie, high energy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of emergency food that you can live off for a couple of days just yep. in case something happens. Especially with the terrain you're going into. Yeah. Um. You know, I I have uh, uh, a car that is uh you know all wheel drive and you can kind of get out there, but you know you never know uh, something can happen. Um. You know, if you're going off roading, you hit a rock or something, and your car's 
uh, not good for, yeah. uh, you know, to get you out of there. You're going to either have to hike out or, you know, yeah. y- you just never know what time of day it is. And yep. um, it's, it's always good to have stuff like that. Two-way ra- radios. Two-way radios, very good idea. Very good idea. The one thing, too, um, and I've had this this said to me when I, you know, I, I will put a list together online of, like, my wish list items, and I've got all kinds of gear, and it's always funny. People go, well, you're not really carrying all that. with. That'd be, like, hundreds of pounds of gear with you. You know, and, and Theodore's right. You know, you can have all that stuff with you in your vehicle. Your vehicle might break down, you, but... In our case, the, the type of hunting that we do, it's not like we're hiking back into the backwoods for 10 days at a time. No, no. We're staying within 5 to 10 miles of the truck at the furthest. Um, and so the idea would be to just carry enough on you to get back to the truck. And you can ha- like you can never have too much gear. You could throw all of that in your truck and pretty much be able to survive right there for you know three, four days. And that, that's kind of the idea when I say get, get gear uh, for hunters. It's just get them anything and everything they might possibly need. No hunter's ever going to turn down gear that they have double of because you can always put it in another bag. Yes, and stuff always breaks. And, it does, yeah. So it's, know, it's always, always good, good to have backups. Um, so let's uh, let's get back to the cigar. Yeah. Um, you're quite quite a, uh, a little bit further than me, right? Yeah, um, I'm towards the. Halfway. I'm actually towards the last third now. Yeah, I'm about the second third. Um, you know, I, I I haven't really noticed a change in flavor. It kind of has uh, felt the same, maybe smoothed out a little bit. Um, it seemed a little more spicy at the beginning. Yes. Um, and now it really doesn't. Um, it's got a very good aroma. Yeah, like it, it. it really wasn't. I was expecting this to be a lot stronger than it was. Yes, I haven't uh, gotten lightheaded or anything at all. No. And and I am uh, self-proclaimed lightweight when it comes to smoking <laughs> cigars. So, oh, yeah. no, uh, This is definitely not uh, not overpowering. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think it it actually had more of a bite in the beginning. I I feel like mine has stayed very consistent. Um, it smoothed out. What is in just blowing my mind is the amount of smoke that this is producing. And I know some guys don't like that. They would have mm-hmm. rather have a little bit lighter of a smoke. But for me, when I smoke a cigar, I want a really full amount of smoke. Um, and and this has n- has not let me down at all. In fact, I. I'm not, I, you know, you and I both are are mild cigar guys, and I would I would smoke this all the time. It's it's that good. Um, I about going into the second third, I had to kind of touch it up a little bit. Um, I don't necessarily think that that was due to the poor construction. I think it was due to poor lighting. Um, but uh, for the most part, it 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 hasn't needed a lot of. Uh, you didn't need to babysit it very much. Um, you know, I've gone maybe a few minutes without, uh, puffing on the thing and it stays lit. Um, no problems. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good so far. Um, I could see why, uh, Lee was smoking these, uh, regularly. <laughs> well, and it does, I know we've discussed this on so many different occasions, I feel like, but, uh, you know, I know you're one that doesn't really like to smoke while doing things. Yes like golfing or yard work and I'm on the other hand in the opposite I I would I love having a cigar with me when I'm uh golfing fishing working in the yard or the garage and things like that and so um I can see why he would take this golfing because this is one that I I I actually relit mine only just to to give it a fresh light it wasn't out or anything I just wanted to give it a little more but um 
you know, I, I think the longest I've probably left this sitting down, there was like four minutes, it felt like, and, okay. and didn't even need, you know, it didn't really yeah, need anything. Yeah, it's staying lit It's staying good. lit. Like, you could, you could literally hit, get back in the cart, drive down to the ball, hit again, and then pick it up and puff it. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's great. I, it's, I would say my only concern uh, with, you know, maybe doing something with this is the heavy smoke output. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that might uh, might bother me a little bit. It doesn't bother me sitting here and uh, talking right. at all, but um, uh, might be a little. A uh, bit. Much. It might get in the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with golf, yeah. Um, I see you're finished with your drink. Yes. Uh, what did you think? Oh, it's delicious. It's uh, it is just it's smooth. It's easy. Um, as the ice began to melt, though, I, I have to say I. I I don't generally care one way or the other as the ice melts. This one, I I like the flavor better from the beginning. Um, it definitely watered out a little more. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't bad by any means, but I, it was great from the start. It you know I didn't need anything. I probably could drink that very easily neat. Um, you know that's funny that you say that because I think the exact same thing, and we did not rehearse this at all because no. <laughs> uh, this is our first time um, uh, tasting this together. I've, I've had it before. Um, one thing that I noticed right now is as the ice has melted in this, um, it lost its, uh, uh, its punch from the beginning. I, I, when I first tasted it, I go, man, this is really, really, really good, really flavorful. Um, and now it's just kind of smooth, uh, but watery. Uh, yeah. you know, I've had other whiskeys where other flavors seem to be enhanced, um, where the water kind of mellows out like the charcoal, yeah. uh, the, the oaky flavor. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't, didn't seem to do that. Um, it like, it mellowed everything out. Yeah. Um, so I think if, if I was to pour another glass, maybe I would drink it neat or maybe just one ice cube. Um, nothing, nothing too, uh, uh, I don't want too much water in it the next time. Um, but o- overall, the aroma's still there. You can still see the, you can still smell the uh, the fruitiness. Yeah. In fact, actually, I just tossed my ice out. Would you mind pouring just a little bit in there, neat? Um, I'm I'm really curious just to see what it would be, neat. Um, I think you're right. I think the ice really. I don't think I would really ever ever drink that with ice or or yeah, like you said, just one cube or maybe a large, um, a large. Uh, one of those spheres of ice or even whiskey stones would be good. Oh, yeah, whiskey it, stones would be good. It would get it just cool enough to where, you know, because I like to have it um, on the cooler side, but I'm just curious, neat on this, how it's going to taste. Oh, wow, that's really good. <laughs> I don't know if you want to try that, but that yeah, is... Yeah, let me get a little flavor, a little, a little taste. I Yeah, I... I don't even know. Yeah, to me, I don't think I would ever drink that on the rocks again after yeah. tasting that. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. That is really good. This is probably one of the smoothest um, I've ever had neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, that's really good. Because it's, it's really funny how sometimes you can have a really, really, really smooth whiskey on the rocks. Even on, even on the initial pour where there's no water, there's nothing, you know, it hasn't melted down. It hasn't been diluted at all. Um, and it's really smooth. Maybe it's just because it's cold or something like that. Um, but with this one, for whatever reason, uh, it, you know, it's just it, it's smooth. Like to me, it's it's just better, like that. Uh-huh. You know, it's just better neat. It's just it, yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's surprisingly that surprised like, me because really good. <laughs> I've always uh, preferred uh, my whiskeys with ice, mm-hmm. um, and I've always liked that little uh, the little melt of the ice. Mm-hmm. But wow, that, yeah. that surprises me. <laughs> um, and maybe that's just um, because I don't drink uh, whiskey in this price range too often. Um, that that uh, could be that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Uh, make some more expensive purchases and see I think, yeah <laughs> see what we think uh, our wallets are gonna be hurting <laughs> well uh let's let's get back what what you know you have any other any other gift ideas that um you can buy someone that's into the into firearms or into hunting or yeah so i mean i don't have a few like a, a whole lot more but i do have a few um and these are a little more obscure um we i feel like we've covered the bulk of, yeah. of what you can get guys for uh you know, uh, hunting and shooting sports, but these are a little more obscure. So uh, one of the big things that, um, to me is something that I feel like is a staple gift, uh, between family members and just some of my friends are, are paying for fees and licenses. Um, you know, oftentimes I'll, I'll get my dad, you know, cash or check towards, Hey, this is for your fishing license Uh this year, or, or this is for your hunting license for next year or something like that, you know? And, that's really popular. Um, as much as, uh, you know, I love being a responsible hunter and I love, you know, getting my license for fishing and hunting every year. It really is just unpleasant to have to go down and spend like 50 bucks on mm-hmm. a license, especially when nothing's in season yet. And like, Oh man, I just dropped 50 bucks and I got to wait six months to even get anything that we even hunt in season, you know? Yeah. And typically, you know, if, if you're like me, you're, you're getting your license, you know, right before a trip and you're spending all this other money on <laughs> ammo at your first trip of the year. So yeah. you're probably, you know, you need to stock up on pretty much everything. Yep. And if uh, <laughs> someone can take care of those fees for you, it really, really helps you out a lot. It's always <laughs> nice knowing I have like a gift card for exactly 50 bucks uh-huh. or 48, whatever it is, $48.75 for that year's license on a gift card that I can go down and be like, this is my fishing license this year. This is my hunting license this yes, year. Yes, that, that's, uh, uh, that's that's pretty a, awesome. I guess it's really not an obscure gift. It's just a gift no one really thinks about. But if you're in the community that hunts and fishes, it's actually a pretty common gift. Yeah, and you uh, you appreciate it. You realize how much uh, how valuable that is. Um, yeah. You know, um, a- another gift that I think uh, for gun owners in general is training. Um, that it's very overlooked. Um, a-, a lot of people. Um, buy weapons and don't ever train with them. Yeah. Or, you know, they, uh, you know, just kind of just keep them in in their safe and they go out and they shoot and they take them back and, they, you know, they don't uh, know how to, they don't ever learn how to properly, uh, properly use them. And that's uh, something that could be very valuable. It could be a little expensive. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it might be something that someone might not buy themselves. Right. You know, so... Uh, you know, I would, I would, somebody bought me a, a, a training at somewhere. I would love it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's almost one of those things that you kind of take the research out of it for them. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, this hey, is where I'm you're going. You're going to this All class right, and we're, perfect. yeah, we're going together. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. And that, that's a great gift too. If you wanted to get someone into a specific sport as well. Uh-huh. Hey man, here, I got you your hunter safety course this year for your birthday. Or yeah. I got you this or that. And, um, you could do it with, um, uh, 
CCW training. Mm-hmm. The other great thing that, that I think falls under training but isn't necessarily training is, is range fees or, or tokens for um, – like at, at the local range that, that we shoot, trap, and skeet at, you need tokens yeah. per round. And so to buy a batch of 10 or 20 tokens, you know, for somebody to say, here, here you go, you know, Merry Christmas, it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. Now we get to go shoot clays and I don't have to worry about paying, you know, 7 to 10 bucks a round of, you know, clays or, or you can buy entry or, or hours at uh, a range and, and stuff like that. So that's always a really great Yeah, that, well. that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one of those things where no matter what level you're, you are, you know, it, it, it's always helpful. Yeah, and it's always nice to have free range time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's always a good one. Um, and then last but not least, now this to me would be like a very – this is, is as expensive if not more expensive than, than maybe buying someone a firearm yeah. just outright um, would be a hunting excursion. Um, you know, a trip up to Alaska or, hey, we're going to go out and – you know, there's um, some of the hunt clubs that yeah. raise their own um, – uh, upland game or, or even I know they've got farms for deer hunting and things like that where yeah you know, guided trips yeah you know. and so that's always a really really great gift again that's a very expensive gift um, but it's it's a really cool gift to get somebody that that might not otherwise you know would would never go on a trip like that you know yeah it, it's uh, uh, another one of those things too where you know if if you're like me you're um you can get lost in researching and stuff like that. And, you know, if I was looking for a, a guided trip, I, you know, might spend uh, months researching it. And really, you don't need it. No. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody took care of that for me and said, hey, you're going to go here this day, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, take all the thinking out of it and just uh, just do it. Just Yeah, just do it. You know, there are some reasonable little trips uh, around here, at least for us, where, you know, they're under 200 bucks, where you can mm-hmm. go and do some really fun upland game hunting for people that maybe aren't familiar with hunting but don't want to go out and hike for 10 miles or 20 miles and not get anything. Yeah. Um, so it's a really great way to get people into a position where they're like, oh man, this is awesome. I want to, I want to, I want to hunt. Yeah. And that's also awesome for beginners. Um, and the reason why is because not everybody, um, you know, is like me and is okay with walking so many miles and then not catching anything or shooting anything or not even uh, taking a shot, Yeah, you know, going a whole season and only shooting one round, <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, yeah. and, uh, if you're going to go on a, a trip where somebody's going to show you where the birds are and, you know, have a dog for you and everything, um, that can really light the fire under somebody and say, Hey, this is really awesome. I really enjoyed this and I want to do this now. Yeah. And if you're someone who already hunts and is already familiar with it to the point where you could essentially take somebody on a trip, mm-hmm. that would be a really cheap way to do a hunting excursion without having to pay for a trip. Yeah. Just saying, Hey, for your birthday, you know, I got you your hunter safety course and your license and you're coming with me mm-hmm. to hunt, you know, or, or if they already have it, then it's like, for your birthday, I'm taking you out to go do this. So, you know, so it's a, it's a, th- th- there's some really cool options with that. So, uh, but I think that's, that's pretty much, uh, I think that that's kind of it for me. Yeah, I, that, I can't really think of too much else. Yeah. That, that really <laughs> covers it. I mean, um, all in all, I think the, uh, uh, what we're trying to get out to people is don't be afraid to buy something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, uh, a lot of things, there are a lot of useful gifts out there. Right. Um, I don't, like like I said, I don't think this is like any other hobby um, where 
you know, everything's so specific that, um, you know, you don't, you're afraid to buy them, yeah. but you know, you buy something for somebody yeah. because you, um, you think, oh, well they, they're going to have, they're gonna, they only like a certain you know, particular yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, there's such a wide range of things you can buy somebody that's into firearms, um, that, you know, yeah, it, it, it makes perfect gifts. Yeah. The other piece of advice that I would give um, for those of you still on the fence of like, okay, yeah, these are some great ideas. I still have no idea. Um, one of the, the again, the, the biggest piece of advice I can give you is don't be afraid to ask either. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those things where I really appreciate it when someone um, wants to know what I'm interested in and wants to know, hey, you know, I, you know, Christmas is coming up or your birthday's coming up. Was there anything in particular you needed for hunting? And, you know, I'm not going to be like, well, it'd be great to have a super black Eagle three <laughs> if you could spend 1500 bucks on me today. No, you know, there's a lot. Of, I love it because it, it allows us to open up and actually talk yeah. about the sport that we love and that we're so passionate about. And so, um, you know, for me, it's, it's always really cool. It gives, it's a, it's a really great teaching opportunity oftentimes. And it, it also makes us feel great to know like, oh man, they're really interested in what we're interested in too. And so, um, I would say if you're still like, oh man, I have no idea. Don't, don't hesitate to ask. I mean, that's, that's always a really great way to, uh, to figure it out. I mean, yeah. Um, I agree 100%. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, I think we should wrap it up. Absolutely. Um, everybody have a good Merry Christmas. Yep. Happy New Year. Yes. Um, hopefully, <laughs> smoke the podcast. We'll uh, put out a lot more episodes next year. Yeah, 2019. Um, thank you for everybody for your support. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, smoke the podcast. Signing off. Merry Christmas. <laughs>